In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It was the beginning of a new age, and God wanted to execute the series of events from his eternal calendar. And so it is written that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. First, the heavens and the host of the heavens, then the earth and the host of the earth. And when it came to the development of the earth, it is written that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The first manifestation of creation here is light. And there were three ingredients in the creation of light. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That is the first ingredient, the Spirit. And God said, that is the second ingredient, the will to do. Let there be light. That is the third ingredient, the word. Everything you have ever done has been the result of three ingredients. A spirit, a word, and a will. The moment you receive a thought to do something, that is a word. The moment you decide to do it, that is your will. And the moment you actually do it, it is your spirit, enabling your body to perform that action. Now, after God was done developing the earth, God wanted to do something different. You see, in all the creations of God, there was none of his kind. There was none in his image after his likeness. You see, God had created creations of their own kind, but none of his kind. And so God wanted to create a creation like he. And so it is written, let us make man in our image. Let us. You see, this us here represents the trinomial singularity of that which is God. He who occupies the God office. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let us. And we see here God the Father represents the will. And so God the Father is speaking here saying, let us make man. Making his will known to God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. The reason he had to converse with each of the God each of the Godhead, each of the personalities in the God office is because each of them were going to have a part to play in the making of man. This was going to be a different species. This species was going to be in his image after his likeness. This species was going to be of his own kind. And so God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit would have to collaborate for the making of this being called man. All right? And so it is written, God created man in his own image. So the first aspect of man was created. This is man the spirit. The spirit of man was created by God the Father. You see, man was going to be made. And so one of the aspects of the making of man is the creation, the creational part. Another aspect would be the formation. And another aspect would be the transformation, okay? So here we see here, God created man in his own image. This is God the Father who created the spirit of man, man the spirit. And so furthermore, it is written, And the Lord God formed the man off the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God. You see, we know that God is the one forming the body of man here, but what aspect of God, what person of God is this? The Lord God. The Lord God here. The Lord represents Jesus, the Son, the Word made flesh. And so the Son, God the Son, formed the body of man. So we see here the second person of the Godhead formed the second part of man, which is man the body. So remember, 
God the Father created man in his own image. That is man the spirit. So God the Father created man the spirit. And we see here, and the Lord God formed the, formed the, the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became. So God the Son, which is the Lord God, formed the body of man. All right. So God the Son formed man the body and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, what God the Father created. And the man became a living soul. So the second aspect of God had created the second aspect of man. And so man, after this formation, after this mingling with spirit and body, man became a living soul. So the third, the third aspect of man existed. And the third aspect of man was left for the Holy Spirit, the third aspect of God, to transform man, to become like God, to act like God, to think like God, to be the representation of God on earth. And after God had finished forming the man and brought the man to life, God planted a garden and put the man in the garden. And God commanded the man that you may eat of any fruit of this garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you not eat of this. For in the day you shall eat of this, you will surely die. So God had created the spirit of man. God had formed the body of man. And God had breathed the spirit into the body. And the body became a living soul. So God had made man. After God had made man, God had planted a garden. And God put the man in the garden. And God commanded the man, of every tree in this garden, you may eat of it. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it. For in the day you eat of this, you will surely die. Now, before we touch the aspect of the tree of good and evil, we need to know this. When God made man, God made them male and female. And he chose the male specimen of man to be the producer and the carrier of the, of the spirit of man in physical representation as sperm. He chose the female specimen of man to be the, 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 the carrier of the body aspect of man, which is the eggs. All right. So God chose the male to carry the spirit of man in expressed form as sperm. And God chose the female to carry the bodies of man in expressed forms as eggs. And so when the sperm comes together with the egg, it is just like the spirits that God the Father created coming together with the body that God the Son formed. And when the body and the spirit come together, when the sperm and the egg come together, we have a living soul. So God chose the male to carry and to host the spirits of man as sperm. And God chose the female part of man to carry and to host the bodies, the physical bodies of man as eggs. All right. Now, God commanded the man saying, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So we see here God is teaching man something. All right. Because God created man, man to depend on him for knowledge. So God is teaching man something here. He says, do not eat. So God has made a commandment. God has made his will known to man. All right? Do not eat of this tree. And man was a creation. And so man is created. And man is supposed to do the will of the creator. And doing outside of the will of the creator is what we call sin. So God is teaching man something here. God made a commandment. His will known to man. He says, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So God made a commandment. Then he says this, For in the day you shall eat of it, you will surely die. You see, God is making known to man a principle. 
that if you disobey me, if you do against my will, something will happen. It's called death. And that death is the result of what we call sin. And sin is doing against what I want you to do. So God commanded the man saying, do not eat of this tree. And then after he commanded the man saying, do not eat of this tree, he said, for in the day you eat of it, you will die. So God is telling man the consequence of disobeying him. God is teaching man a law called the law of sin and death. And so let's zoom into the you. It says, in the day you eat of this, you shall surely die. Now, who is you? Who is man? Because God was referring to man here. So who is man? What are you? Well, let's find out. It is written, God created man in his own image. So the part of man that was created was the spirit of man in his own image. So man is first a spirit. And it is also written, and the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground. So we see here man is also a body formed by God, the son. And he breathed the breath of life into the man and the man became a living soul. So we also know that man is a living soul. So God made this declaration, his will known, do not eat of this tree. For in the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. And since man is a trinomial singularity, much like his creator, God, if man is to die, man is going to have to go through three forms of death. We see here spiritual death, physical death, and the death of the soul. So if man should eat of this fruit, man would first commit a sin. And because of the sin, that would bring in a death, a death that will affect the three aspects of man, the soul, the body, and the spirit. The tree is also called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So eating of this tree also has a consequence. Eating of this tree will allow man to enter into the realms of knowledge of good and evil. You see, in the creation of man, God created man to be the expression of his will. God had a will for man. Nowhere in the will of God for man was it that man should be able to do evil. You see, God created man to be dependent of him. And so if man is to be dependent on God for knowledge, the knowledge would come from God. And God is a good God. Therefore, the knowledge that would come from God would be to do good, to be good, to do what is right in his sight because he's a righteous God. But here is a tree that has a different type of knowledge. It is called the knowledge of good and evil. And this knowledge of good and evil was not meant for man to inhabit because man is a creature, it's a, it's a creation that, that feeds on knowledge. Man does as a result of knowledge. The knowledge you know is, that, is what will empower you to do. What you know is what will empower you to do. And so God commanded the man, do not eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil. For in the day you shall eat of it, you shall die. So the first thing that would happen to man if man should eat of this is that they will die. It's a sin. God commanded man. And if you disobey God's commandments, it's a sin. And sin brings death. It's a law. The second thing that would happen to man if man should eat of this fruit is that man will inhabit. Man will inherit a knowledge. A knowledge that was not meant for man to do. You see, God created man for a will. And nowhere in his will would God want man to know how to do evil. What do we mean? Well... If man should eat of this food, man would come into a knowledge of evil. What is evil? Doing what is wrong in the sight of God. For example, murder. Taking another's life. A life you don't own. God did not want man to, to come into the knowledge of how to kill someone else. God did not want man to come into the knowledge of, of, of adultery, of, of sleeping with a, another person's spouse. God did not want man to come into the knowledge of lying. 
speaking what is not truth. God did not want man to come into the knowledge of evil, evil that will cause man to derive farther and farther and farther away from a righteous God. So God commanded the man, do not eat of this tree, stay away from this tree, for this tree has a knowledge of evil, an evil that will corrupt you, an evil that will get you far away from it, an evil that if you do this, will lead you to rebellion. And so God commanded the man not to eat of this tree of knowledge, of good, and of evil. And so it is written that the serpents deceived the woman, and the woman ate of the fruit and gave to her husband, Adam, and also he ate the fruit, and behold, their eyes were opened. Now, exactly what God commanded the man not to do, he did. This brought forth death because it is sin, and it also brought forth a knowledge of evil, an evil that if man should obey, if man should subject themselves to, it would lead them to damnation. It will lead man away from God. And so man ate of this fruit. Man ate of this tree. And after man ate of this tree, man had committed sin. And behold, because man had committed sin, death came into the situation. Because it is written, the wages of sin is death. So everything that man had dominion over now had dominion over man. Anything that would bring death to man was allowed to harass the life of man. Things like sickness coming on the body, causing the body to be so weak, it is no longer strong enough to hold the spirit in. Therefore, allowing the body to give up the spirit, therefore causing death to man. Things like depression, making one hate life so much that their only rescue, their only salvation is death. Their only escape is death. Therefore, bring it again, death to man. Things like accidents, causing dysfunctions with the technology and the resources of man, causing man to ultimately lose their life, bringing death. Things that would bring death, animal attacks, attacking humans, attacking man, causing man again to lose their life. Anything that could cause death was now allowed legally to take hold of man. And so man had disobeyed God, and so man had inherited death. You will die. And since man is a trinomial singularity, spirit, soul, and body, man will have to go through these three types of death. Spiritual death, physical death, and soulless death. Now, here's the thing. The spirit and the body came together to make the living soul. So as long as the spirit and the body are together, the soul will continue to live. So if man just sinned, it means that man has inherited death. In order for the death of the soul to happen, the spirit will have to go back to where it came from, the, the body will have to go back to where it came from, and the soul will have to go through a death, you see? Because God created man to exist forever. Because he exists forever. He is eternity. And so he created man of his kind. Therefore, man was created to exist forever. And so the problem is not existing forever. The problem is will you exist in life? Or will you exist in death? And since man had sinned, God is a just God, a faithful God. What God speaks must happen. What God speaks is truth. Man will have to die. And so man will have to go through a spiritual death, a physical death, and a death of the soul. We just learned that the woman carries the eggs. The eggs are the representation of the bodies of men. And the man carries the sperm. The sperm is the representation of the spirits of man. And when the sperm comes together with the egg, it is the spirit coming together with the body. Man will become a living soul. That is how a child is born and brought to life. So, 
Man just sinned against God. So when the woman ate it, it affected the bodies of men, the eggs. All right? Bringing physical death. When the man ate it, it affected the spirits of man, bringing spiritual death. And so when that body, that egg comes together with that spirit, that sperm, behold, a living soul is created. A living soul has inherited a sin, a death. And death to man is this. The spirit goes back to where it came from, to God. The body goes back to where it came from, the ground. And the soul must go somewhere, you see. The soul continues to exist even after death. And since God stated, you will die, the soul has to exist in a place of death. The soul cannot exist in life because man sinned. Therefore, man must die. So the soul must go and exist in death. God did not create man to die. God did not create man to exist in death. God created man to live, to live with him, to exist in life. God created man to express his will, his eternal will. God is an eternal God. Therefore, he created man of his kind to also be eternal. So if God, it was an eternal God and created an eternal being, God had an eternal will for man. Yet man just inherited death. Therefore, that would cut the will of God short. God would not be able to appropriately express his eternal will for the temporary man. So God had to find a way to rescue this being. And since man still existed in the realm of time, man would be able to be redeemed. You see, the law is this. Once you sin, you die because the wages of sin is death. So this law has no respect for realms. If you exist in eternity, the moment you sin, instantly it is eternal death. If you exist in time, the moment you sin, it is physical death. Now, since man did not exist in eternity, the eternal destinations of man was not, it's not definite. It was not sealed, all right? When Lucifer sinned, when Lucifer committed iniquity, his eternal destiny was sealed because he already existed in the realm of eternity. So his sin became eternal sin. And the consequence for eternal sin is eternal death, eternal fire. So man existed in the realm of time. This gave man an advantage because man was not eternal. Therefore, man did not inherit eternal death. So man only inherited physical death. Therefore, God could still rescue man. God could still save man before man's eternal destination was sealed. It just so happened that when man ate of this fruit, man could now choose to do, to do the will of God or against the will of God. Man could still choose to do good or to do evil. So because of man's choice, against God or for God, man inherited judgment. Therefore it is written, it is appointed for man to die once, then judgment. So man's eternal fate is not assumed until judgment takes place. So God could still rescue man because man existed in time. So God had to find a way to rescue man. God had to find a way to save the souls of men. God had to find a way to save man from death. And so by divine wisdom, God came up with a solution. God decided that he would seed himself into the womb of a woman. You see, because it was man that brought sin, therefore bringing death to the man race. All right? So it will have to be man that will bring righteousness, therefore bringing life to the man race. So God had to find a way to revive man out of this death sentence. If, in order to get rid of death, you have to get rid of sin. In order to get rid of sin, you have to bring righteousness. When you bring righteousness, that will bring life. When you bring life, that will get rid of death. So God had to find a way to bring righteousness to the human race, therefore bringing life to the human race. 
And so it is by divine wisdom that God appropriated a systematic call to redeem the human race. So what he decided to do was to seed himself in a woman. So he would get an earthly body, an earthly body that could die, but he would get a righteous seed so that he would be able to be righteous, therefore bringing life, getting rid of death. All right? So God seeded himself, a righteous seed, with the womb of a woman, a, a womb, a seed, a, a, an egg, so that he could still die, yet he would die a righteous human being. So God seeded himself in a woman and was born on earth. All right? So God was born with a body because in order to rescue the human race and bring righteousness to the human being, you have to be a human being so that other human beings can, can partake of this righteousness, of this life. Because it was human beings that caused sin and caused death. So therefore, it would have to be a human being that would bring righteousness and bring life. So God was born. He seated himself so that he could be righteous. And he, and he seated himself in the womb of a woman so that he could have a body, so he could be human. So God, Jesus was born, and behold, a righteous human being had been born. Jesus lived a righteous life. And Jesus had never sinned. Therefore, things like sickness, disease, depression. Those things could not have dominion over Jesus because he had not sinned. Therefore, things that would bring death could not affect him. So he lived a righteous life, free of all those things, free of the things that could bring death. But because Jesus was born from the womb of a woman, he could physically die. But if you allowed God, if Jesus was not killed, he would not have been able to die because he was righteous. And where there is righteousness, there is only life, not death. But because Jesus was born, he had a human body and he was born from the womb of a woman he could die his body had the ability to die and so jesus lived a righteous life and jesus was killed and jesus died now here is the law the law is this where there is sin there is death where there is righteousness there is life jesus lived a righteous life but he still died this caused an imbalance a righteous human being cannot die so jesus a righteous human being just died this caused an imbalance because only those who sin die. Yet a righteous human being died. And because a righteous human being died, the first thing that had to happen is Jesus had to resurrect because he did not belong there. He did not belong in death. So God raised Jesus from the dead. And then the second thing that could happen now is this. Because a righteous human being died, God must remain a just God. God must remain a righteous God. There must be balance in the world. So because a righteous human being died, a sinner must now live, you see? And so because of this, Jesus was able to, when he died, and he died a righteous human being, it is only sin that inherits death. So because Jesus died a righteous human being, he was able to take the entire sin of the world and put that to death and died for the sin of the world. And because of that, sinners like you and I could now live, could now have eternal life after death on earth. Sinners could now live. Our soul will no longer be damned to stay in death, but we could now live forever. We could now exist in life and not exist in death anymore. And so Jesus said this, if you want to be a beneficiary of my life, because here's the law, if you die in sin, when you die and exit from the realm of time into the realm of eternity, the law still upholds. The wages of sin is death. This law does not respects the realm you live in. Whether you live in time or you live in eternity, it does not respect, it stays the same. The wages of sin is death. If you are a sinner and you die in sin, you exit from the realm of time into the realm of eternity, you 
will inherit eternal death because your sin will become eternal. Therefore, the wages of sin is death. So because you now exist in eternity, you will inherit eternal death. Therefore, eternal death is eternal fire. But if you die in Christ, you die believing in Jesus Christ, you die in righteousness, you die in his righteousness. Therefore, when you die and you pass from time to eternity, that his righteousness then becomes eternal life for you. You died in righteousness, therefore that righteousness becomes eternal life and you live with Jesus, you live with God forever for eternity. So Jesus made it this. If you want to be a beneficiary of his glory, if you want to be a beneficiary of the reason why he died, if you want to be a beneficiary of his eternal life, it is written, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. Notice it says will, shall be saved. It is not an instant thing. You just, you don't instantly become saved. You shall be saved. So if you're ready here, if you're here, you're watching. If you're here and you're watching, and you would like to be a beneficiary of the eternal life of Christ, Jesus. You want to inherit eternal life. Well then, and you believe what I've told you. You really believe that Jesus died and God raised him from the dead. Well then, pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I've come to the acknowledgement that I am a sinner. I believe that you came to earth. I believe you died. And I believe God resurrected you from death. I believe you offered your blood so that I can inherit eternal life. And Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. I want to be an appropriate candidate of your eternal life. So Jesus, I ask, forgive me of my sins. In the name of Jesus, I declare to you right now that I hereby repent of all my sins. I repent of my old ways and I hereby exchange my temporary life for your eternal life. And I hereby, Lord Jesus, declare that I will live for you and to do your will, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, send your Holy Spirit so that he will transform my soul to think, to act, and to be like you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, if you've just given your life to Jesus Christ, I need you to do three things for me. First thing, go to ChristGlobe.org and click the Newly Saved tab and fill out that form. The second thing I'd like you to do is to go ahead and start reading the Bible. Download the Bible app from the App Store or go to Google and type in Bible and begin to read. The, th the third thing I would like you to do is to go ahead, if you're on the website and you like to read from your laptop, from your computers, go on the website, ChristGlobe.org, and click readings and go ahead and download the free ebook after receiving salvation click it download it and begin to read it if you'd like to read from your iphone your ipad go ahead and download the amazon kindle app it is free and then go ahead and type in after receiving salvation or type in christ globe ministries hit enter and click the after receiving salvation ebook again it is free go ahead and download it and begin to read again welcome to the kingdom of God.